I have long said, because I have like just over five years of sobriety, that the only thing that would make me relapse is if somebody told me they had an authentic Quaalude from the days when Quaaludes were a thing, because it is the one illicit narcotic that I never got to try. It is literally the one drug I have never tried. And I'm so curious what the hell it did to you because it sounds Folks, so this is a heroin addict telling yes. you this. Mm-hmm. He didn't quit drugs because he did a little bit too much coke or dabbled or in ketamine. Yeah, this yeah. is a heroin addict yeah. saying yeah. who like <laughs> I literally done this thing. Went excessive with like literally. A man who everything. literally chased the dragon, he would rechase the dragon for this. I've smoked crack. I've, <laughs> you know, I've done heroin. I've stolen, you know, I've done I've done all sorts of crazy, crazy things forms of debauchery we gen things we'll just yeah. call them we'll just call and, them um, things. yeah but but the quaalude is the one thing and i like had made a pact with one of my friends like if we ever found quaaludes like drug we friend sharing. yeah yeah well, like yeah. a friend friend but also like you know we did drugs together but he's clean too now and we still have this like it's like a blood oath that we took and um there's the point in wolf of wall street where they talk about how they got their hands on these things called lemons, which were like the original formula quaalude that you could never get ever. And it was like the end all be all best form of their favorite drug. Imagine. Yeah, I feel like those were like late seventies and in the movie it's, at that time, it's 1993, 1995. It's mid nineties, right? It's like the early nineties when like quaaludes were like on the out. Like like the pharmaceutical yeah, company you, you was can't like can't find them. It's yeah, getting yeah. really tough to find them yeah. because the the government was like. So what's the purpose of these things other than to get housewives fucked up and sell illegally? You know what I mean? There was like no, which is crazy because I don't want to be in a soapbox here, but there's so many drugs that you could say that about. I don't understand how somebody they're like, oh, it could be a pandemic. I'm like, well doing it right now <laughs> well i don't think there was like a single medicinal property for this thing at all yeah, like this, that, the yeah, same way like yeah, um yeah, 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 yeah. you know like heroin was once available like until like the 50s or the 60s and they're like there is absolutely no medical reason to be injecting people with heroin we have morphine you know what i mean yeah um and actually kind of a result of the late 90s early 2000s uh you know my shit was always opiates and they started doing this thing to opiates where like they all became time released, all the pharmaceutical uh, versions where they didn't make any instant release because the pharmaceutical companies found out and the government found out that you could bang up the, um, you can crush the pill and you could dilute it in water or you could snort it or whatever. So they started putting these like polymers inside of these pills. So like you couldn't do it. And for a little while they would make them. So there was this little like plastic coating on the outside. And we quickly mm. figured out we could stick it in our mouths and wipe it off with a fucking napkin. Um, and you could do it, but then they outlawed those things unless you were really, 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 really going to die. And they treated you. Two, the very, very, very limited supply of Opana 80 milligram instant release, which was like the holy grail 
of pharmaceuticals. Like, please tell me this is hitting your system at some point. Oh, I had them when I was in high school and then they like disappeared like magically. And like, they were hard to find back when like I was in high school and then they just like disappeared. And like, they were always like, that was what I was looking for. Cause it was like, Four times stronger than heroin if you snorted it, like <laughs> 20 times stronger, like through the nose, because I wasn't like a shooter. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And it was like, if you were a snorter, this was the end all be all greatest thing of all time. But they were they they made like, you know, 700 of them a year and gave them to like two people who were like so, so hurt that they were gonna die. Um, yeah, they, yeah, Vietnam vets, even though it was way after Vietnam. It's just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Luckily, one of those people who was so bad they were going to die didn't realize that they were getting those things prescribed to them. And one of their dirtbag relatives somehow got their hands on the prescription every month when they went to go pick them up and then brought mm-hmm. them to the sleepy little town of Amityville and only told two people in the world that they existed because he didn't even realize what he had. And he came to my friend. How old are you then? I I was 29, 30. Like I was like 29, 30. Oh, sorry. I got lost in the time frame. I thought you were way younger. Okay. Okay. So you're. No, no. This is like, like I've been looking for these things for like 15 years. Like literally like, like, you know, these things have been. No, I mean, I thought you were going to tell me you're an idiot kid. No, you're old. You're an, you're an adult. You're an idiot mm-hmm. adult. <laughs> Sorry, you no, still no. an idiot. <laughs> but I knew how special they were. Like, I knew yeah. how special they were. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, this was the holy grail of opiates. And, um, it's yeah, like someone I, give you a Hank Aaron rookie card and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I heard of this guy. Oh, yeah, I heard of this guy. No big deal. I'll give you yeah, 20 yeah, bucks yeah. for it, you know? So I would drive <laughs> yeah, out yeah. to this guy. They were orange 80 milligram instant release opanas and 40. Milligram What's uh, what do they look milligrams. like? They look like little like orange skittles. And oh, like would, in the movie, like they looked like the little round. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they were circular, and mm-hmm. you would stick them under your tongue for about thirty seconds, and then like wipe them off at the bottom of your t-shirt, and they would just become powder. And you're like, ah, oh, look at this magic. You know what I mean? And then but your like, nose would go to work. Dude, yeah. And if you did like more than a quarter of one of these, like I gave them to like I gave an eighth of one to somebody who was like didn't really do Yeah. Oh. Like you know, they they like did coke and shit. And, yeah, they took yeah. bikes and then like I almost they thought a pro I, like you. No, I thought he was gonna die. Like I was like <laughs> I had to put him in a bathtub and like pour water on him. I was like, fuck, I killed my friend. You know what I mean? Um but the first time when we got these, we left, like we were in the car for the, for, of the apartment complex and we're like, oh my God, I can't believe this fucking happened. And we just looked at each other. We're like doing this right now, right? Like right fucking now we're doing this, right? But I love you guys don't even, cause you know, like somebody who has, um, a great bottle of wine, like a boozer who's got a great bottle of wine or like an old bottle of bourbon. Oh, yeah, share like for a special, special occasion. occasion. Like a special no. occasion. You're just like, no, no, no. The special occasion is this moment, this instant now. Yes, yes. we have Not a 40-minute drive you home, want, too. You, you don't want – sorry? We have a 40-minute drive home as well for this thing, too. Yeah. Yeah, and we're in like a parking <laughs> garage. Okay, sorry, I'm keep driving. going. Of course, keep going. I'm driving. Keep of course, I'm driving. <laughs> you know, 
and I have this big, I have a Ford F-150 and, um, we're like, Oh, we finally got it. You know, and we, you know, take out the, uh, the CD case and we're like, Oh my God, like the nostalgia is hitting us. We know what's about to happen. You get that very distinct smell of it. You know what I mean? It's like kind yeah. of vinegary, you know, I rip half of it and I was like, Oh, it's like, it's not as strong as I remember, you know? And at this point, like I haven't stood up, I haven't left the car. I'm just like listening to rap music and like the <laughs> parking garage of this fucking, you know, yeah. apartment complex out in Amityville, New York, home of the Amityville horror. And, uh, I was like, you know, let's just do the whole thing. Right. So I rip a whole one. My buddy you did Bob the motherfucking, no, don't tell me as a drug user, you did the mistake. It's not hitting. We're gonna just like in the movie, just like in the movie. Obviously, this uh -huh. is why we're talking about it because we're uh -huh. talking about Wolf of Wall Street here, yes. where they take the lemons. They go, I'm not feeling anything. Let me keep popping. You literally made that mistake. Yeah, and I ripped a whole 80 milligrams of Opana, which is probably like the equivalent of doing like a gram or two of heroin, like easily, <laughs> like two hundred dollars worth of heroin, like easily, <laughs> easily. In but, a go. It did, it did take in one go. Yeah. And one, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, little, yeah. It was like two, you know, I broke it up into like, four okay, lines. okay, okay. You know, but, but within like a 15 minute period, you know, I'm going and, to drive. <laughs> I took it up for two. <laughs> well, then, like, I vividly remember, I was like, I was like, you know, I feel, I feel like they're kicking in. My buddy says, like, I feel like they're kicking in. And I was like, I don't feel shit. And then, like, I go to back up the truck. And I just knock the rear view mirror off with like a pole and hit the wall behind me. And I was like, hmm, interesting. You know what I mean? Like, I'd go right like back. Into wall, the, and you did literally in your head, think that wall came out of nowhere. That wall came out of nowhere. So I go back into yeah. the parking spot, probably crooked at this point. And I was like, okay, so here we are now. You know what I mean? And, um, fucking <laughs> like got out of the car to go put my rear view mirror back on. I just like fall on my fucking face like <laughs> i'm like on the ground you know what i mean yeah. and and like I'm leo like, like leo yeah, yeah 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 and i'm like i'm like pushing the the um <laughs> the the rear view mirror like uh, like is my, it my, like how is you how are you perceiving reality at this time is it anything moving or is it like shrooms like it's like whoa or is it just like it's like being on the most heroin I've ever been on in my entire life. Like it but is, the, like, but related bruh. to the heroin, you just, like, everything's slow motion. Every, or? Everything is like, like imagine drinking like two bottles of liquor, like four yeah. pints of liquor, basically. Except yeah. like your body is like jerking off the entire time. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, 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 imagine yeah, yeah. you're ejaculating yeah. while being as drunk as you've ever been. Yeah. Um, and motor functions not happening. And I, I remember mm -hmm. like pushing the rear view mirror. But I'm saying, is it like is panic setting in or you're just kind of like, oh, this no, is how panic it should go. isn't setting in. <laughs> I don't know gotcha. what's okay, going okay. on. I'm trying to get my rear view yeah. mirror on and, and probably no, a Kanye it, West. But blasting. if you if you like if you do too much like acid you haven't done acid hallucinogens it'll make you panicked freak out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It'll make you freak. that's what i'm saying so you're not feeling that at all you're not no you're that at all you're just kind of one like, of the problems oh. with opiates you're just kind of like, like how do i solve this situation that i'm presented with and yes. also this is amazing this is amazing <laughs> but also i can't speak and i, I yeah. remember seeing my friend bob like reaching over the driver's side still in his seat and his seat belts on and he's holding a roll of tape and he's just going uh, uh, 
and he like can't get out because the seatbelt keeps catching him. Yeah, yeah. And he's throwing yeah. the tape, like just throwing it. And I'm like trying to tape it on. And I get into the car and I just put I get into the pickup and I like put the seat all the way back. And I'm like, uh, uh, nothing for the next who knows it could have been an hour it could have been yeah, two hours been 12 seconds yeah <laughs> I, I don't know how long it is yeah. and then all of a sudden like in my head you might as well have heard the Popeye the Sailor Man music where I was like bum, 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 bum. and it's the guy who sold them to me putting Narcan up my nose and me just like jumping back up like oh my god what the fuck is happening Narcan. not even coke <laughs> No, 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 no. I was like dead. Like, like I died like for a couple uh, seconds. If you aren't a absolute disgusting degenerate, if you don't know, this is why you were, this is the drug mm-hmm. that revives addicts at OD. This is the drug that they get. They literally like, um, ambulances will Stock administer it. it. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they also like you can also like go somewhere and like you go to CVS and pick it up for free. Like they give out free Narcan kits because it's really easy to administrate. The only oh, problem is, yeah, yeah, it's just pour liquid down your nose. The only problem is the way Narcan works is it pushes everything out of your brain receptors like as quickly as possible, so you go into like the most immediate terrible heroin withdrawals you've ever been in in oh. your entire life. <laughs> Um, so the only way to counteract that is to do more drugs instantly after doing the Narcan so you can get in your car and head home. So I remember so like you did, you did too many drugs, put you out of commission. You had to take this drug to mm-hmm. put you back into commission. Now you need to do more drugs to keep you in commission. But now I know doing a whole one was too much and just to do a quarter at a time. <laughs> Lesson learned, you know, and I duct taped my rear view mirror back on and probably the bumper of my pickup back on i you know yeah. popsicle sticks and fucking glue gunned it back on yeah and the 12 year old who was like who you hit the side you just kind of like ah whatever yeah drove home like two miles an hour like this is the yeah. best night of my life you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it, it was pretty rough man it was pretty rough um this is a long time coming here tonight. We're talking Wolf of Wall Street here at DGen Cinema, a podcast for fucked up movie lovers. Where two degenerates analyze film through the lens of the vices, addictions, and flaws that we share with their dysfunctional characters, and we want you to deal with your problems by becoming a podcaster. Um, Oh I will God. say, and I'm going to just interject, and we weren't going to jump into this right away, but I'm just, because of that story, I didn't know where your story was going. Guys, I, I hate to say it on air, and you can hold it against me. Drunk driving, under the influence driving stories are fucking funny. I'm sorry. Mm. They are horrible. They're terrible. Don't ever fucking do it. You're a piece of yeah. shit if you do. Yes. Andy, you're a piece of shit for doing that. I'm sorry that yes. everybody, but... It's kind of when I hear them, I it, they're like a fart. A fart mm-hmm. joke is always funny. I'm sorry. A, mm-hmm. a drinking driving story is always funny. My friend has uh, this is until someone story. dies. <laughs> this is because people do die, and I know people who have died from it. I know, and it's know, terrible. But it's my friend worst. has a story. He told me he was in high school, and he went, and there was this guy who was an infamous 
drunk in high school and he went to a, like a bush party, meaning like out in the country. Right. Mm. And he's, they, they, they're done with partying. It's like, fuck, I guess we'll just walk home, which is miles. They just start walking. And the drunk guy pulls up and says, Hey, I said, get it. He goes, they go, well, fuck it. Like, this guy's clearly drunk as shit, but like this is our only way home. And they get in. They're kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Then the guy driving, he's driving for just a bit. And then he just, he starts, his his eyes start closing. And he, he starts losing consciousness. And he just, he's still driving. And he passes out. And then he wakes back up instantly. And he goes, pull over. I'm going to puke. And they go, you're driving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not laughing. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not even mm-hmm. laughing. Like, that's mm-hmm. fucking funny. Mm-hmm. That's no, just, it's horrible. You can't even write that shit. <laughs> it's that's crazy. fucking funny. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> and I, this I, is what Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street is that. And it's this point where I'm bringing up, hey, it's funny to laugh at it. And it really is funny to laugh at this shit. But what a lot of people miss in this movie, this movie is a parody. And I yes. don't think enough people realize this. It's a true from start to finish parody. With the exception of After Hours, is this the only true Martin Scorsese comedy? Like true I I can't think comedy. of I honestly I can't think of this After Hours is funnier in a better time and mm-hmm. doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. Sorry, we are We'll the, get to like, that. After Hours is <laughs> By one the way, of the reasons folks, we're here. It's one of the reasons yeah, we're here. After, on show. I mean, if yeah. you want, like, please, if you haven't seen it, doesn't matter if you have or have not seen it, turn this off right now. Put mm-hmm. on After Hours. It Come is back. so we'll funny. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so great. But uh, to answer your question, I can't believe it took them that long. And this is, and I'll tell you, even when I first saw this, I didn't realize when I first watched it that it was a straight comedy. I was like, I knew it was comedic. I didn't know it's it's literally a comedy. I didn't realize it was a comedy till the second time I saw it. And the first time I saw this movie, I, I and this happens to me with more Scorsese movies than not. Um, I kind of walk out of it like almost kind of like upset where I'm like, fuck that movie and fuck him yeah. glorifying you, you, you these reprehensible the assholes. What's that? You didn't hit the wavelength of the movie. I didn't hit the wavelength of the movie. And I'm like, he made this fucking movie about these reprehensible assholes and didn't fucking give them any of their due or any of their karma. And then, you know, you watch the movie. develop any of them? They were all just surface. (laughs) Yeah. And then you go back and you're like, oh, that was the point. And it was done by a master. And that is the fucking point. And, um... Yeah, and I, I, Leo was hamming it up hilariously the entire time. You, so as an average movie viewer, you remember this movie, the big scene when him and Margot Robbie and Margot Robbie is denying him her pussy, and she puts the heel in his head, mm. and he's like crawling around of, with ah, the baby. He's trying at it. Mm-hmm. That's actually the energy for the entire movie. Mm-hmm. You forget it. I, I'm telling you, if you rewatch it and you really look at it through this lens. And so this was a movie that you recommended mm-hmm. that I said, oh, it fits all the criteria for us, but I'm not a huge fan of it, even though I rate it highly because it's so well done. It's so well done. I was like, 
Oh, but I haven't watched it forever because I found it exhausting. And then we'll get to the next point. Mm-hmm. But this was my most fun watch of watching because I knew it. I knew what to expect. And I was laughing so much. I It's still too long. It's still too long. But here's my thing about yeah. the length. So this movie is a nauseating, delirious, exhausting watch. And as somebody yes. who has... Like you fucked up on your uh, lemons or whatever the fuck they were. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as someone who has stayed up for days uh, behaving very similar to the people in this film, which I do not advocate anyone do, it is a horrible yeah. way to live. It will kill you and it will kill everyone around you and destroy your life. Like if you can right, do your, it more your, power to your you, pleasure but... is so short lived, so short lived. Exactly. But in that moment, it does feel everlasting. And <laughs> I, th- I think this, the length of this thing does really help. Cause like by the end of this thing, as somebody who's sober and been through this, I am like fucking beat. Like I am so mm. wiped out and you feel the come down, like where you're still trying to catch it. And you're like, Oh, I've been awake for two days now, three days now, and this isn't working anymore. <laughs> and and I get a very similar feeling, like almost in my gut more than in were my you back then when you were using, were you taking like clonazepam to offset it? Like that type of shit. Occasionally, like um, Xanax bars were the big Xannies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were yeah. they were like the big one where it's like if I really needed sleep, like that was the way to go. The only problem is because I was doing so many opiates, like I was smart enough to know like that's a slippery road to death. Like if you mix opiates and and benzos, that's, yeah, that's where your brain just stops telling itself to do the to proper stay thing. You yeah, stop yeah, to, breathing. To stay yeah, alive. You stop yeah, breathing. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when like you know your the opiates are telling you. That's what killed uh, comedian Jeg- uh, Greg Giraldo. It, it killed so many comedians. It killed Prince. Yeah. It killed fucking. Yeah you know like michael jackson like it's MJ. What, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like what kills you is when you take a drug like heroin or an opiate where your brain is saying chill out your body function is much much slower and then you take a medication that literally stops your respiratory <laughs> system and your central yeah. nervous system from functioning the way it should you drop you know what i mean so i was always yeah. smart enough to like I say smart enough, but I really wasn't. I did it. Not smart, but yeah, Yeah. uh, Mm -hmm. cognizant. Yeah, I was cognizant of that. of that being a very, very real situation. But I also hate I that uh, when people throw in, and I used to have a friend, I not used to, I have a friend who is a very good friend and a very bright guy, very bright guy. And he would use drugs like a ton of them and be like, he used to say, Oh, I'm too smart to become an addict. I'm like, huh. no, it has nothing to do with intelligence. Yeah. It's not your brain. And then he body. eventually, be, he, and then he eventually like, you know, let go of things and things got out of hand for a bit. And he was like, Oh shit. No, it's not intelligence. <laughs> it's like, no, no it's, it's a physical reaction. Yeah. It's literally. Yes. Yeah. It's your brain's chemistry telling you. What's well, the same thing for being in love. It's like, Oh, I'm too smart to fall in love with this type of person. It's like, no, 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 you don't like, no, it's not, it doesn't work as rationally yeah. as you'd hope it would. Especially physical dependence. Like there is, and this no is what makes reason. it exciting though. Mm hmm. Of course there. And when I first started using, there was that romanticism. Like I grew up reading like 
fucking Kerouac and fucking, you know, all those authors and the beats and stuff. And there was always that kind of like, oh, the romantic junkie thing. And then you get into it and you're like, whoo, there's nothing romantic about this. This hurts. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stopping this is painful. Yeah, who's... uh. Burroughs is the big one who I was into. Well, Bur oh Burroughs for sure. Yeah, and uh, I'm a big Kerouac guy, and I like uh, Bukowski a ton. Of course, of course. <laughs> who's a boozer? Who's a yes. boozer? Not a not a drug dude, a boozer guy. Mm -hmm. But um, you know Thompson. Yeah, of course, of course. You know what I mean? And those guys all had to. Pay yeah, those guys, motherfucker, just put a put a bullet in his head. In his fucking, you know, Anthony Bourdain, like all of these fucking guys. But, well, don't get me started, yeah, but yeah, I know. But but the I thing love, is, sorry, sorry. Shout out to Bourdain. I just feel I know he's what, the best. His his, his uh, downfall was also created by his uh, companion his in life. But let's keep yeah, moving. Yeah. Let's keep moving here. Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned for our Suspiria episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for our fuck you Asia Asia Argento episode. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. Our Stenholm <laughs> syndrome, where I forced Brandon into talking '90s Argento movies for some fucking reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, one of the things with this movie is there's very little repercussion for the substance abuse in it, and. I was conflicted the first time watching it, knowing very well that I mean, there are 14. Where are you? You're like, you're using, I'm but not using. heavy then. Yeah. Yeah. But still like you fucking pay the piper every fucking day. Like you lose a little no, bit what I'm of saying time is, is like, you're you... not like, a, are you a daily user back then? Yeah, of course. I was a daily user since I was fucking four, 15 years old of something. Oh, okay. You know I didn't know. I, mean? I don't know. Of like something. <laughs> You'll say of course. You know? And like, okay, yeah. I'm just, I'm asking. Yeah, there's like. You know, I was doing something every day of my life, like, yeah, until fucking November of 2018. You know what I mean? From the mm. 90s. It's bad. Um, yeah, yeah. And there's, yeah. you're always going to hit a point where, like, you get your ups and you get your downs. And all of the downs in this movie are, like, low-key rewarded. And then I saw the, and I still see the kind of outcry for this movie from its quote unquote fan base where they're almost like supportive of it. Like they cheer on this movie almost like it's like scripture where it's like, no, that's what I want to do. Like, especially, oh, like, yeah, I don't think it's almost, I think it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a fight clubian. Oh, this is how we should act. This is a, uh, a screed. This is a Bible of something to aspire to aspire to. Yeah. Yeah. If we could, if we could act like these people and be in, in a position to have this money. And if I have this money then I could just be using this and then I'll have the Margot Robbie. And, mm -hmm. uh, well, as a, as a quick aside, his first wife is low key gorgeous. Oh yeah. She is such a, uh, but they put a funky wig on her and everything. And that, but it's like, but her face is beautiful. Her face and her bright eyes. It's like, she's fucking beautiful. That is a very like Nassau County, South shore kind of hot out here on long Island. Like that kind Definitely. of yeah, I can person. See that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's like what you look like if you're from the South shore and you're just outside of the boroughs. Like that's what you look yeah. like. It's amazing. Like this movie does get, the New York accents really well. Margot Robbie, especially considering she's like Australian. She like nails the like 
Bay Ridge, like that Staten Island kind of Brooklyn kind of accent. Um, I mean, she's a movie star, but she is a fucking actor. And this is a fucking choice because this is well, same as Leo. Leo is a movie star, but he's a fucking he dedicated his life to being an actor. But how many fucking movie stars like huge, giant, grade A? Yeah, like Margot Robbie is a fucking giant in this industry, and her first movie is this, where she's very, very naked, doing and saying really, really crazy things throughout, where this is something you do 10, 15 years into your career. You know what I mean? Like Tom Cruise didn't start his fucking career doing eyes wide shut. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Margot Robbie starts her career here. And like you watch this performance and you're like, this fucking woman is a movie star, right? Like we, we know undeniable, her, right? she's, she's been undeniable in a movie star. Yeah. 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 But it's like, no, she was nothing when this movie first came out. You know what I mean? And then it comes out on Friday and Saturday morning, half of the NBA East fucking Eastern conference is following her on fucking Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Slide into her DMs. Um, the whole cast is fucking stacked. Yeah. In the, here, man. the seventh man on the bucks is like fucking follow, just like sliding in. Hey, what's yeah, going yeah. on? Michael red, Michael red, I guess back then, whoever it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Laundry fields. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Something. Yeah. <laughs> as a, um, as a next reference, but yeah, yeah, it's a very specific next <laughs> reference from this exact point in time. Um, but, um, yeah, everyone in this cast is fucking stacked. Um, MVP of the movie for oh, me. Oh, by the way, I don't, I don't enjoy, Personally, I mm. enjoy Margot destroys it. Leo is actually you should have you don't have to give Leo an Oscar, but you should have nominated this motherfucker for this. Mm-hmm. And I I've told you I really like Jonah Hill. He's playing a but it's like, oh he's so cartoony. Because everybody's fucking cartoony. Um Barenthal is wonderful. <laughs> He's transcendent. Yeah, I yeah. hate the geeky uh, hanger-ons that he has. I hate those guys. I don't like. Oh, I, I don't like any of their guys. performances. They I feel like, like day guys. players. Like the Chinese guy is so good, and the guy with the wig. I think the Asian so guy's good. Yeah, he's the mm-hmm. Asian guy's fucking good. Mm-hmm. But uh, I hate. Um, who I don't know. I, I've seen him on a bunch of stuff, but the, Ethan Embry's in this. It's not Ethan Embry, Nebbish. Ethan Serpy. Uh he was the not fat ne- guy from no, no, Oh, he's good. He's good. Yeah, he he's he's good in it. But by the way, um, you are better an actor when you're fat, but okay, yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Not I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad you. you're alive, but you were a better actor when you were fat. Mm-hmm. Um but the Nebbish nerdy guy that introduces them to Tom Madden or Mike Madden or whatever the fuck. Steve Madden. Mm-hmm. I hate that guy. I hate yeah, that yeah. guy. I hate everything he's in. I hate everything yeah. that I mean, every scene he's in. I think he's overplaying it too much. Uh Jonah Hill is insane for the first like five scenes of this fucking movie. Like, I the love scene- the first, like the first. This is a thing. This movie is let's get to it. Guys, stop for a second. How long do you think Wolf of Wall Street is? Let's pause for a second here, Andy. Let the people think. Yeah, put the how long is it? It's three fucking hours long. Three full hours. That's fucking crazy. 
it doesn't deserve to be. It shouldn't be. And I know you, you like to take a stance. I do. Hey, it makes me, uh, it, it feels I feel like, the come down. I feel the come down. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's intentional. It could be but self-absorbent. It could be intentional. I don't know, but it works that for me. first, it's like 45 minutes. That first Imagine. 45 minutes where Jonah Hill is introduced Mm-hmm. It's basically up until they smoke crack when mm-hmm. they randomly smoke crack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All those parts are funny as shit. But you know what people <laughs> like his best? Him jerking off in front of everybody, saying she's so hot. Mm. Uh, this is quoted the most or brought up the most. Like, oh yeah, that's so funny. It's actually, it's, it's really not. It's not inventive. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. that funny. And it's not what that guy would have been doing at that exact time. And it's a caricature of what that guy would have been doing. At it's that time, a though. super character cartoony version mm-hmm. of what that guy would, would mm-hmm. that guy maybe be jerking off randomly? Yeah, I believe that. Would he march down in front of the entire crowd of fucking 300 people at this party? And that everyone would just go, LOL. Yeah. No, like, like stop it. Stop it. That's that scene when they're in the bar before they smoke crack, where he's like, ah, "I heard this funny story about you," and he's like, "Well, what, what do you mean? What's the funny oh, well, story?" Well, 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 you know that you, uh, oh, <laughs> my cousin, yeah. not well, you know, some guys are trying to fuck your cousin, so I fuck yeah. her instead. It's like, <laughs> yeah, her father is my mom's brother. You know, um, I I work in a really like high stress environment with like a sales floor and all sorts of things where mm-hmm. we're screaming on the phone all the time and like I feel like one of the fucking assholes who takes this movie too seriously sometimes where I do little meetings and I call everyone fucking telephone terrorists and stand up and say like you're fucking pirates let's fucking rob them like and I say things like that to get people riled up but one day I was like in the middle of the floor and like came out of my like little office and just someone was doing a bad job and I was like, and they worked for me and I was like, what are your fucking parents, cousins or something? And she's like, well, yeah, my uh, mom is. And, and I was like, oh why my would you God. Answer? <laughs> and she's why like, why would you answer in the affirmative there? Why? why, why? Like, it's not a serious question. <laughs> it turns out it was a serious question and her parents <laughs> were cousins and that's why she was so special. Um, didn't last that long, but I will never forget accidentally just saying that to be like an asshole. And then she's like, well, yeah, my mom and dad are cousins. They're first cousins by blood. And I was like, uh, you can leave now, please. You know, please uh, don't talk to HR before leaving. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, here's your white box. Can we, can we talk about uh, Barenthal in this movie, though? Yeah, man. I Before we talk about him in this movie... And how I know so many of this person in fucking real life. Um, years and years and years ago, I swindled my way into a premiere to the Daredevil season two something for Netflix. Like I got into like a Netflix premiere at the AMC okay. in uh, Lincoln Center and like Rosario Dawson <laughs> is there. Oh, my God. Anyways, I, keep going. Dude, those those. <laughs> Netflix, Marvel shows, those things were good. Jessica Jones, Daredevil, that shit was good. Um, they were pretty Yeah, but why the fuck would you want to be at a... It doesn't matter. Keep going. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I got invited. It was fancy. I brought like a really, really good looking uh, young lady to this thing. And 
I was like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. And they we were all dressed up and there was all this food out from Netflix and shit. And I, like, I go to the bathroom and I come out and she's talking to John Bernthal, who played the Punisher on those shows. And yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. and is handsome and is so handsome. And she is yeah. like, other than like Rosario Dawson, like humble brag, like one of the prettier people here. And I see her talking to Barenthal and I'm like, fuck. So I got to like go up to this motherfucker and be like, hi, my name is Andy. And like, I basically do that. And as I go to shake his hand, he just like crushes it. Like literally like Uh, says like, hey, bro, how's it going? And just like emasculates the shit out of me. Fuck off any fuck off to anybody who does that shit. I fucking hate that so much. Yeah, Barenthal is, I mean, shout out to Barenthal because like if I was him, fuck it you know what i mean like he, no he's but i fun- mean like tom cruise doesn't do that tom cruise is just like hey i'm tom cruise don't worry about it like, <laughs> tom like, cruise like, I don't is not, need it. he's not john bernthal who's like famous for being like super fucking tough and looking like he had the shit okay i picked i didn't pick the best example but you get what i'm saying somebody who yeah. is comfortable in their in their fame they yeah, actually yeah, yeah. give a softer handshake because they're just trying to be like oh hey like my fame and my aura is yeah. over like yeah overselling everything yeah. as it is so i need to come in a little softer here yeah. and he was like, like fuck you i'm I, trying to steal your woman right now get away from you. me and yeah, 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 cucked yeah. me in front of this fucking chick it was really funny it was really funny but his character is my favorite character in this movie and he feels so lived in and so real and like kind of genuine he's actually the only one who feels like a real character and and, and speaking of i know we're on a barthol but like Anybody, maybe you do or do not know, but Jordan uh, Jordan Belfort in real life is the worst. Leo was downplaying him in mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. He's actually eighteen times more obnoxious and is truly one of the most insufferable people to have ever walked planet Earth. Because Leo is charming in this, and in a weird scuzzy way and in a goofy like i'm a goofball i'm a it's very similar and it's very it's akin to his once upon a time in hollywood and Mm -hmm. kills a flower moon i'm a lovable doofus yes but um belfour in real life was not a charming guy he was just like an obnoxious fucking show off yeah great like yeah grading and and i don't want to like i i don't want to get too into it, but one of the reasons I didn't like this movie on initial watch is my father was an investment banker and head of like the New York State Trust Committee, and he got in a lot of fucking trouble. And part of the reason he got in trouble was like managing these fucking cocksuckers fucking trust accounts. And um what you know, cocksuckers? Up, like Belfort, you mean or yeah, like Belfort and all the guys at Oh this, wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So when he was in prison, he was incarcerated with all these guys at the same time, including Belfour. And like, I knew some of these guys and I just couldn't fucking stand them. And they were also like part of my family's demise. And I'm like, I hate you so much. And I hate that they're making a movie that makes you look cool. But now I know it's making fun of them. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, the general public still thinks it makes them look cool. And I don't really understand it. Like there's a complicated fucking relationship to this movie between what it actually is. I think what the intent of this film was, what Scorsese and the filmmakers and Leo all thought they were doing and the way it got taken. And very similar. You mentioned the Fight Clubism of it all. Um, yeah. Only this is a better movie than Fight Club. 
like yeah, much. But this is this is, and and I well, I said to you, I literally think this is a masterpiece. If it's basically half the length, if okay. this is an hour forty movie, I think this could be on a Mount Rushmore of holy shit, this is a hilarious romp. Mm-hmm. But because Scorsese and I don't fault him. But he's in his everything's got to be an epic phase because he's fucking epically old. He just everything's got to be an epic. It's like this should be after hours. I, he also and hadn't. If you watch this movie, it's easy to go. Oh, that's a ten minute segment. I would have cut. You can, it's easy to cut. Like I like right. just yeah, just easily you go this 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 or even these cutaways that jokes that don't even land and they they he lets it it takes like two full minutes for the joke to get to i'm like mm-hmm. okay just 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 don't have any of that yeah it's a lot of this guy's story that just doesn't need to be there um, be included that it's already in the whole actually the whole like come up all that get rid mm-hmm. of all that yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the Kyle just Chandler him, like interviewing have the people him, at the like, office in the shop in the big uh, garage, working with guys. Just have them there. Sure. Yeah. It's like we. Although we would that. miss out on McConaughey, who is has the best performance in the movie, because this is this is when McConaughey when they were calling it the McConaissance. Because this was off of um the reason he looked how he did because he was doing uh, it was right off of or during Dallas Buyers Club. I was going to ask if it was Dallas Buyers Club or Russ Cole from True Detective, but it was all that same. Uh, Russ Cole was right? right after. Russ Cole was right after, but yeah. And mm-hmm. by the way, Russ Cole, True Detective, that's my favorite McConaughey mm-hmm. performance. One of the best was characters, all, hands down. All ever. that, like all that shit. And we go, oh, of course. No, you don't remember. No one gave a shit about McConaughey before that. Were you watching my super ex girlfriend? Like you know what I mean. Saying, like, he, was, yeah. he was in like shitty rom com hell for a while. Yeah. Jail, you know. Yeah. Did you go see Sahara on opening night? Like no, no one did. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like literally, yeah. no one did. But like back to people grossly misappropriating this movie and not getting the fucking joke. I went to go see the New York Jets on fucking Black Friday because I'm a fucking masochist, I guess. And talking this year or when? This year, like this year, like the okay. only first Black Friday game ever was New York Jets. I thought Aaron Rodgers. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. And a couple times during the game, over the loudspeakers at fucking MetLife Stadium, they do the McConaughey, mm-hmm, and the whole crowd's going crazy. And I was like, McConaughey pounding his chest in this. Yeah, like no one gets the fucking joke. What the fuck? And like it's me getting upset all over again. You know what I mean? Even though it is an incredible, incredible sequence. His like, here's the steady diet you should live on. Like ordering the martinis and being like exactly every every every, give me give me whatever every seven minutes and every five minutes and then Mm -hmm. oh and then when I get too much I go with this and then Mm -hmm. he literally pulls out and he says Tootski. Dusky, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dusky, like, how many times a day you jerk off? He's like, those are rookie numbers. You got to up those numbers. Like, he's like oh, he goes, oh, but those are uh, not meditative or how, what's the phrase? He they're uses? necessary. He says that it's 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 not because I have to. It's yeah, but he I, says it like like yeah, it's good for my well being to to yeah. jerk off this. Like this he's amount. like in his zen or something like that. It's so yeah. fucking crazy. 
Um, yeah, I'm with you. I think this movie for some is insufferably long, despite being entertaining throughout. It makes the watch exhausting. It's a really- I will say on this watch, because I look at it a different lens when I prep for the podcast. It was, I was expecting the downfall at, so at the, I, I paused it. It was at the half, halfway point. So this is literally three on the dot movie. I think maybe 301, three mm-hmm. hours and one minute, something. But it was at 130, it was like 128, 132 that things changed. And I said, when like Kyle uh, Chambers' characters introduced be, and shit. Yeah. And, and I was like, yeah. oh, it's going to be uh, the next hour and a half of like trying to expose him and putting him in jail and everything going bad. It wasn't. No, it comes out like it two hours and 45 minutes. Up- you're right. It was like this movie is like two hours and thirty five minutes of actually that it, it, that is fun. That is enjoyable. Yeah. And then yeah. like twenty five thirty minutes of well, okay, okay, ten minutes of him being on house arrest, and then like five minutes of it. Like, and now I'm so doesn't and need I'm to still be like doesn't you don't need any of that. And then him like speaking afterwards and giving like. Yeah, like what he became, like a motivational speaker yeah. and like a TV motivational speaker yeah. shit is like I don't know why any of that's included. That should have been that oh. could have been the fucking movie. That's like you know, with Goodfellas, like the My Blue Heaven could have been the fucking movie, but instead it's just all the fucking come up. You know what I mean? That's like what Scorsese does. You know, he just shows yeah, I, well, I, the but ride. This was the watch. It made me feel because I also watched. Funny people, Judd Apatow's Judd hmm. Apatow's Funny People, uh, starring Adam Sandler, exhausting movie. Which for is, me. I loved the hmm. first 30, 40 minutes because mm-hmm. it was comedy related and they captured it pretty well. And this is two thousand nine when they, this is pre podcast jumping off with comedians podcasting all the time. That was the stand up scene that it was riffing off of. Yeah, yeah, you didn't get that on film then. No, and you'll get it'll get spoken about. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm really digging that. And then it just turned into whatever it turned into, and it didn't know how to end. And Judd Apatow is famous for infamous for not knowing how to end movies. And going, too I will long say, nowadays. when I watched this, this is what I felt at the last 30, 35 minutes. I'm like, oh, you just don't know how to end a movie, mm-hmm. which is crazy because you're the one of, if not the greatest filmmaker of your generation or of all time. Not of all time. We're not going to like, whatever. That's, could that's be. too strong. Of a There's an argument label. for it. There's but an I'm saying that's too it. strong of a label to put on somebody. I'm not going to mm-hmm. even, but I'm saying you're one of the greats. We'll just call yeah. you one of the greats. You're on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. You're on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Yes. You're on Mount Rushmore, inarguably. And the funny yeah. thing about this movie is Departed's where he got the Oscar. He still couldn't get financing. He reached out for independent financing and found a bunch of like weird Saudi Arabian stock bros or something who gave Mm -hmm. him a hundred and fifty million dollars, which ended up being hilariously embezzled. And that's a whole nother thing that we won't get into. Oh, yeah, no, I've, yeah. And also, uh, have you heard about like Leo having the same type of thing? He did the same shit with like, like fucking Mm -hmm. billionaire, uh, Saudi motherfuckers. Just like. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very funny. So this movie ended up being like one of the most expensive independent films ever made and is Martin Scorsese's highest grossing film of all time, which is insane. That think. I didn't know. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This this is the most, this is Marty at like. But it also makes sense. 
So you go, what, Goodfellas? I'm like, no one cared about Goodfellas when it came out. Yeah, it didn't even well, get casino? Oscar I'm like, noms. You think Casino was going to be giant? And like, no. Yeah, then those what we're talking about. Found, those all found um, replay value. Audiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from television like the, and cable and HBO. Well, and well not even like that. that. Well, yeah. What you're what you're forgetting, everybody, is that your mom and dad rented Goodfellas, and then they found out it was great, and then they showed you. Exactly, but this was this is a hundred and eighty minute crazy drug parody with an independently financed hundred million dollar budget that this ended up in- making insane performance by the lead a fantastic but insane performance insane. by the lead by leo who's one of the biggest names of all time in hollywood and one of the down. greatest of all time and one of the greatest and it made 400 million dollars at the box office alone which is <laughs> fucking, fucking insane wild. domestic yeah. domestic That's you know wild. what i mean yeah this movie made 500 million dollars that is yeah. crazy it made, this movie made what the matrix made you know <laughs> like this is, yeah. this is, and it's yeah. three something hours long which is just doesn't happen it is that rare fucking anomaly and it's um, not it's in it's so stupidly long but despite us kind of getting hard on this thing in terms of degen movies and movies about absolute debauchery and absolute heathenism this is one of the those at its finest like this is of the best ilk you know well, what I mean? if you were gonna bury us bury you're gonna have to bury me with a dvd of wolf of wall street exactly <laughs> exactly Exactly. You're gonna have to bury me with fucking Wolf of Wall Street. You're gonna have to bury me with Scarface. You're gonna have to like you know like this is Crash. up there with yeah. This is this gener this is this generation Scarface. This is this generation Scarface, which is an insane thing to think. Yeah, absolutely. And I which think sounds that- crazy, but I'm telling you, it's going nowhere. And I guarantee, I don't, I, I don't, I don't hang out with teenagers. I don't hang out with kids in college. But I guarantee, <laughs> if I went through a fucking college dorm, I'd see posters of Wolf of Wall Street shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go to MetLife Stadium. In front of 80,000 people on fucking Black Friday, and everyone knows the chant from Wolf of Wall Street. It's insane. It is insane that this movie, for what it is, tapped into the culture the way it did, and it's not going fucking anywhere. And it is rare. Also in the wrong way. And then also, I will say this. I say it's the wrong way. What the fuck do I know? If four, you know, if uh, 18 million people say something else, I'm probably wrong. Mm. I, it's my perspective saying, well, you don't like it like you should like it. Well, they like it how they like it. I don't know. What the fuck mm-hmm. am I? Who am I to say? Who am I to say? One of the things is I think we're in agreement with the intent of the filmmakers here as opposed to where it, in the sense that like this is absurd parody. But to speak over you, also what happens is when you put the art out there, you – it's you let not go yours anymore. Yeah, and it's, it's not, not yours and anymore. it's like it's like how they view it and mm-hmm. you know mc hammer is like oh uh you know fucking uh can't touch this wasn't my best song but i'm sorry mc hammer can't touch this is your best song is, is your song that's the one that you're gonna yeah. die on the hill knowing and like and by I the mean, way ride it yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean And there's we nothing talk- wrong with that. 
there's nothing wrong with that except the appropriation of it can be potentially harmful but yeah you know it's a bad mentality yeah. um yes but I mean, we did an episode on David Fincher's The Killer, right? And one mm -hmm. of the movies we keep talking about is Fight Club and how the fan base for Fight Club has misappropriated that movie and its intent, the opposite as it was intended, very specifically where that movie was parody. People took it very seriously. And then 20 years later, David Fincher made The Killer where he was making fun of those people so blatantly. And I guarantee he put that art out there and in five, 10 years, those same people might look at it and say yeah. the same thing they're saying about Fight Club and not get it the right way. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm not to get too deep about it. And I, honestly, we're not because this is what not, not what this podcast is about. We can get and we're not film smart enough about it. But like, <laughs> it, you know, Fight Club is tw you said twenty, you misspoke. It's twenty five years yes, old. Twenty five years old. Nineteen ninety nine is twenty five years old. Mm -hmm. And dude, they they say in general. They, meaning um, not only people, people, uh, not only film people, but music people, you got 10 years and you will know from 10 years will give you the distance to let you know what that, what that art is, what that mm -hmm. piece is. Mm -hmm. And we're 25 years out. That means yep. that's undeniably, that's just is what it is. Mm -hmm. So you and I view it a different way. The people who created it probably not probably I can't speak for them because I don't know them personally, yeah. but I could say it confidently they view it a different way. hundred percent. But 18 million, 40 million, whatever number of people say it a different way, I'm fine to just go, okay, I'm wrong. And I'll just wash my hands of it and step yeah. away. Or say, okay. have your thing. Not even like I'm just wrong. I'm like, not gonna even fight if I'm you. Right, the thing. Like, have, have it, it, have it. Just have, have it. it. It's yours. It's have yours. It. You know, it. it's like when you were on the playground as a kid and somebody and you had like a fucking candy bar and you ate half of it, and some guy got in your face and he wanted to fucking like steal it. And he's just like, and you're like, okay, you know what, man? Instead of like knocking you in the face, just have the candy bar. Like, yeah. what am I going to do? Like, what the fuck? Like, 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 yeah. sure. You know, like, I mean, if you came up to me every day that I'm going to make it a thing, but that one time, sure. Like you just want it more to me. Take You're it. hungrier than I am. Sure. Go ahead. Now, is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we get into Rex here? Well, I kind of wanted to say, speaking of things being grossly misappropriated by the intent of their creators and the fan base then consume that art i wanted to go into the rex directly from there with my first recommendation which is american psycho one of the shining oh. examples of yes. that being um, that directed by a woman by the way yeah so blatantly sarcastic and mocking well, people i actually had this with non film friends i had this that i said they posted like exactly what you're saying, misappropriating how it should be perceived. And I said, oh, non-film friends in a group chat. I said, oh, one of the great, uh, actually underrated, made by a female filmmaker. And they said, no, it's not. <laughs> I go, yeah, no, that guys, movie's so like, misogynist. How could it be made by I go, a woman? guys, it's guys, like, I go, guys, guys, bit? like, I go, but like, they don't, like, they know that I'm the movie geek in the friend group. They aren't. Mm -hmm. And I go, guys, guys, and I go, I'm not going to fight. We go, but like, you know, I know this shit. They go, no, it's not. And they literally came back. They go, and then they Googled it. They said, oh, wow, it actually was. <laughs> yeah, like, 
You fucking yeah. tools. Yeah. Mary Heron rules. And American Psycho is a really funny movie that's dry as fucking can be with its humor. Andy, there's more pressing things than what's happening in Sri Lanka. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking goofy. It's so goofy. And everyone's like, wow. Oh, I could just be like Patrick Bateman. Oh, and he fucking <laughs> axes him. Yeah. Jared Leto. I could just be <laughs> masturbating while doing push ups and watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'd be the ultimate male. It's like, what the fuck are yeah. you talking about? You fucking idiot. So, yeah, American Psycho is my, my big. Oh, life. yeah. And it's taking, if I can be the if I can make the most, I will be the happiest. I will. Mm-hmm. What yeah, I it's, own it's, is what makes me who I am. Yeah, exactly. So my wreck, which I think is, by the way, great wreck. Mine is, which I think is the most obvious, Scarface. There are three very obvious ones in Scarface is the one of the very obvious ones. Yes. Yes which I'm fine with it being very obvious and I'm fine for saying the obvious one. I have oh, yeah, no problem with it. I'm not trying to be artistic about it. It is, and it's an epic and it's a character, but it's played straight. I love Scarface so much. Like, I, I think Scarface holds up wonderfully. Me too. Me too. It's, it's made by someone on my Mount Rushmore. Like I love De Palma and like, that's the movie that I think De Palma, when he dies, is going to be best known for. And well, I'll say it no as a, as a film that. geek, as a film geek perspective, and we've had this, we've had it out uh, as friends who talk when we get in our film geek discussion, which we try not mm-hmm. to do on here too much. I'm not a De Palma guy. Mm-hmm. I love Scarface. I'm a former De Palma guy that his shit hasn't aged so well for me. We're not going to get into it, but Scarface. I'm, I, I went to Miami this summer. I said, oh, I'm going to throw on Scarface. I threw it on and I had a great time for my 180th watch. I'm exaggerating the watches, but maybe 60. I've, I've probably seen it 60, 60, it, 70 times. It might be my wo- most watched movie like of all time, like hands down. Like could be the movie I've seen more than any and like when we were talking about it before and talking about potentially covering it, like I'll never forget when I was like, had just gone divorced, I got a new house and like I bought a hot tub. I had Scarface on like an outdoor TV on mute and I was like listening to rap music and I had like a 22 year old girlfriend and I was like, yeah, 15 year old me is like, fuck yeah, right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is the height of yeah, yeah. This, is, this is what life should be. You know what I mean? Then she had to give me Narcan later, but that's a different story. So. Yeah, because you were the bad guy. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the bad guy. That's the thing. Uh, like, Tony's, yeah. Tony Montana is the fucking bad guy. Like, Jordan Belfort is the fucking bad guy. Fucking, like, you know what I Jordan mean? Jordan Belfort like, is a bad guy, and he doesn't have, the, the thing is, is the quotes in Scarface are just actually unmatched. And Belfort doesn't have those quotes, but he mm-hmm. does have those moments. Mm-hmm. And his, his, uh, on Ludes, on Quaaludes, trying to get to the car moment. Oh, it's the best. It, that's an all-time cinema moment. Yeah. And when he goes, oh, I don't know, I came home on scratch. Then he goes, he looks at the car. He looks at the car. Angled. Yeah. Duct tape <laughs> fucking. Uh, yeah, what's your, what's your next rack? What do you got? Um, I'll go with another kind of 
on the nose parody of financial world and it's um adam mckay's big short it was his first venture into like serious filmmaking yeah Yeah. it's a movie that works for me because i think the performances in it are so strong wall a lot they break the fourth wall a lot it helps because you have such charismatic people doing it um Mm -hmm. it was the first time i ever saw jeremy strong yeah yeah. Jeremy Strong is the big standout in that one, even though he's got like, he's just like the angry dude who's in like McKay's crew, like holding a baseball bat the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing him like, who the fuck is that guy? And I still think like Jeremy Strong is going to be like our generations, like, like fucking um, oh. like Hoffman or Pacino or something. Like he's so okay. hardcore. Okay. He's heavy, so hardcore. Okay. You haven't seen Succession. You haven't watched Succession. So <laughs> okay. call me later. Uh yeah, my next is you know what? Um no, I won't. I, I'm gonna break it. I was gonna do another, I'll end it with a more obvious choice, but my next choice is 1994's The Mask, starring Jim Carrey. Why, Brandon? Why, Bombay? One simple reason. Leo's depiction in this movie. He does the craziest, zaniest faces he's ever done in film. And he deliberately is being rubber faced the whole time. Uh, he doesn't match how what Jim Carrey's heights does for being rubber faced in his mm-hmm. uh, Ace Ventura and his mask era. The, the physical performance that was physical, Jim yeah, physical, yeah. insane. He can't, obviously, he can't, but he doesn't. So I want to say the mask. The only reason I'm saying it, don't watch the mask. The mask sucks. But I I want to highlight when you ever rewatch Wolf of Wall Street, Leo's faces, you will hiss your pants laughter at how often he does. And everyone goes, oh, everyone knows like they have the dance scene at the wedding, and he does like this fucking he kind of does mm-hmm. like his uh his body, whatever. And, mm-hmm. and which is good. He pulls it off, and then they have him, you know, a lot of times where he's losing it when he's speaking to the troops or whatever, he's screaming, Oh, I love drugs, or I love sex, or let's do this. Everyone knows that, but in general, throughout the entire runtime of this movie, he's making the goofiest looniest faces mm-hmm. and he's one of the most famous people on earth not mm-hmm. this is hollywood on earth on on the planet earth i was i was yeah. thinking one of the big analogies for the mask and the way you can compare it to is cameron diaz that was her first fucking debut and it was very similar to margot robbie here where you're like oh, oh look absolutely at that. you nailed it you nailed it you nailed it because like you see cameron diaz in the mask and you were like holy shit what the That's fuck a movie is that star. Yeah, she what became the fuck a movie that? star Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then Margot like, Robbie showed up in this. You go, what the fuck is that? She became a movie star. Yeah. And it's one of those performances where you're like, I swear that person is a movie star. Right. And it's like, no, this is her first movie. And so you're, you're like, like oh, yeah. Oh, I seen her in, 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 nope. in, in, nope. in, nope. 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 nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing. This is welcome to the fucking world, you fucking beautiful smoke. So yeah, as as it goes with our wrecks, they aren't always, you need to check them out. Um, I'm just saying this as a wreck to highlight straight up analogy yeah 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 leo's performance my last recommendation is another fairly new movie that 
you and I are big defenders of that I see the film community coming back to. This is another movie I didn't like the first time I saw it because much like Wolf of Wall Street, it was fucking exhausting to sit through. But then I found myself thinking about it a lot. And um, that's Damien Chazelle's fucking Babylon because the excess is insane within the first 15 minutes of this movie, you get a elephant pooping on people, Brad Pitt sticking his thumb up somebody's butt, a person blowing a bunch of heroin and then getting dressed up like a baby and pissed on by a prostitute and Margot Robbie shoving her face in a pile of cocaine. And they do it in Scorsese like uh like a one a oneer. They do it like it's manic, like they, dude. No, yeah. but they present it like it's almost like a oneer like oh you're mm-hmm. going through here like mm-hmm. good fellas through the restaurant and and knowing Chazelle that probably was like a big wonder because like that's his whole thing is like authenticity through and through Babylon you know? like you said I am a giant defender mm-hmm. it is but I will say it it is not a good movie I'm fine I'll just say it like I'm like it's not a good movie just to say because it's so flawed but it is a wonderful experience. And if yeah. you can just chill the fuck out and let it go, let it wash over you, you're going to have a good time. I don't care how movie geeky you are. You don't need to be a movie geek. I think if you take that movie for what it is, it's good. Like, and it's a big, long, exhausting, so excessive It's trip. Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. Being what else do you stars. need? being what else do you fucking need with a top tier wonderful director the guy behind whiplash toby mcguire coming in hot at the end of that movie too like oh i mean it's got cameos like the cameos like that is fucking incredible toby mcguire as like that like that like crooked tooth gangster towards the end i was like wow did not expect that two hours into the movie oh he's more than crooked tooth he's more he's kind of like he's definitely like strung out and it's greasy and it's wild yeah uh my last wreck is very again bringing it back to the obvious ones is what's the year on this 1987's wall street starring charlie sheen michael Mm -hmm. douglas Directed by your boy, my boy, Oliver Stone. Yep. Another it's, movie that's misappropriated to fuck. And if you ask a lot of asshole financial bros who got into it in the 90s, they'll tell you it's because they saw this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll tell the you greed is. about how assholes are propping up and using people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's, it is an encapsulation of 80s greed. Greed is good, dude. I was almost going to go with Cocktail, which is Mm -hmm. a Tom Cruise movie, Mm -hmm. uh, which he started off. He tried Wall Street and he didn't make it. And then he ended up being a a bartender. And then Mm -hmm. that movie goes off. I mean, this movie goes off the road. Again, this is my second of my three wrecks, which are Scarface, The Mask, and Wall Street. I only, if you're going to watch something, I'd say Scarface. But Wall Street ties into this so and this is riffing on wall street yeah this is right before the black monday crash to wall street where like yeah yeah yeah, it's yeah. totally unhinged capitalism reaganomics at its darkest peak um 
and Gordon Gecko, one of the all-time great villainous performances by Douglas too. Like he's just astonishingly good. And Charlie Sheen, yeah, being I a mean, real actor. you could, you're right, you're you're totally right there. I should have fucking led with that. 80s Douglas, 80s and early 90s Douglas is mm-hmm. underrated mm-hmm. for fan, just being fantastic. Fatal Attraction. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, folks, put it on. Put it on tomorrow. Fatal Attraction holds the fuck up. Basic instinct. <laughs> Disclosure, you'll at least jerk Updated. off to the scene with yeah. you just jerk off to the scene with Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. You said basic instinct uh, though, 100 percent That's a totally holds up. And and Wall Street was before Michael Douglas was like a film genre. He was like the male Ashley Judd kind of. For a little while, you know. Yeah, I mean? no, yeah, just just pretty eye candy, and like, like mm-hmm. he was in some good movies, but they didn't know what to do with him. And mm-hmm. R-rated erotic thrillers starring Michael Douglas being kind of scuzzy, but you still liked him because he was so charismatic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, he's Fucking, a star. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street, one of the most debaucherous, degenerate, degen films of all time that Brandon and I will inevitably be buried with when it comes time. Please remember whatever podcast provider you're listening to this on to rate, review, subscribe, and follow. If you're listening to this on Spotify, please remember to give us five stars and a follow and Apple podcast. Leave us a review. It goes a very long way. If you want to reach out to us directly, you can email us at dgencinema at gmail.com and follow us on social media on Instagram at dgencinema. Mm-hmm. Send us nudes. Mm-hmm. Send us lewds. Mm-hmm.